Hi, this is Corey McRae, the senator for the 45th Legislative District, and you're listening to the Condoy Street Podcast, my go-to source for the latest news and insight on state and local government in Maryland. Welcome to the Conduit Street Podcast. Kevin Canale here with Michael Sanderson. Michael, we're recording virtually today. We have a special guest with us. Things are getting back to normal somewhat. The governor yesterday announced that we're going to eliminate the mandate that you wear masks outside. So week by week, it seems like we're getting back to normal a bit. But how are things going? Uh, going okay. And to, to me, what's more important as a takeaway than the lifting of the mask mandate itself, to me, the most important thing is that the numbers support it, that the CDC is saying this is the right direction and that things have turned around here in Maryland. So that's that's the good news that many of us have been hoping for. And I mean, I want to get back out on the BNA trail without a mask and I want to do so safely. So I'm happy to see this. And speaking of getting back to somewhat normalcy, we do have a special guest with us today, Michael. We're going to talk about our upcoming summer conference, the offering in Ocean City, Maryland. And to do that, we have with us Virginia White, MAKO's member services director, of course, wears many hats, but for the purposes of this conversation, manages all facets of conferences and events for the association. At this point, Virginia, it seems like we have things somewhat ironed out, and I know you've been really, really busy uh, trying to figure out the best way to do this. I mean, we go back to last year, COVID hits, we canceled our in-person summer conference and went to virtual. We're planning on an in-person conference in Ocean City this year. Is that right? That is right. And thank you for having me on today. Really glad to be able to talk about the summer conference. We've gotten a lot of inquiries, a lot of people interested in it. And, you know, what we really want to tell everyone is, you know, we're looking forward to doing this event, but most importantly, we're looking forward to doing it safely and to, you know, getting back to providing all of this valuable information and all of the connections that, you know, you really can only do in person at the Mako Summer Conference. And we're really excited to put it on, but more importantly, to focus on the safety aspects of it so that we can all do that and feel confident that it's done the right way. Yeah, definitely echo all of that, Virginia, and, and glad to have you join us for this conversation to get us into the in and outs of all the, the member services, your side of the Mako shop, but also the, the facets of the conference. And I guess the way I'd want to say it, looking back to last year, is we provided some online and remote offerings that I think were timely and valuable and helpful to our members and to, you know, to players who want to interact with the county community. We had a lot of interactive and participatory sessions and, and education segments and so forth. And those things were useful. But at the same time, I don't think there's any way to replace the in-person event where there's just so many opportunities for small interactions and you get a little bit of work done where you catch one idea or you grab one business card and you walk away saying my whole day is made this is this is a connection i really needed to make and it's tougher to do that in a zoom room than it is you know in in the line for coffee right 
Yeah, absolutely. I think that's one of the huge benefits of our conferences is, is that collaboration. And particularly this year, there's so much information to get out. There's so much going on with the pandemic, with our budgets, with health and human services, public safety, et cetera. We'll cover all of those areas at our conference. But Virginia, I want to take one step back to when COVID hit last year, I mean, again, we had canceled our in-person offering. And I know that you've been in touch with your colleagues from other state associations throughout the pandemic. I'm sure most folks have been in the same spot, yes, in terms of logistics of how to put on what are typically in-person events. What are other states doing? What have you seen throughout the pandemic? Definitely. So I, I am in contact with colleagues across the country through through NACO, the National Association. They have kind of a group going for the meeting planners. And we met several times, uh, almost monthly, I guess, for a while there to kind of discuss what everybody's doing, how we're handling it. And you're right. They were absolutely just kind of all across the board in terms of how they handled it. So some went fully virtual uh, a couple within weeks of, of their state shutting down. Others rescheduled later in the year and did a hybrid. We, of course, did, you know, live webinar series rather than a virtual conference format just because, you know, after getting feedback from the membership, we decided that for, you know, their time and what they're looking for and what made the most sense, you know, to deliver these educational opportunities, a weekly webinar series worked really great for us and was extremely successful. Our friends at MML are doing an interesting model, too, at the Maryland Municipal League. They're hosting a dual conference this year. So part of it is in person in Ocean City over a couple of days in June. And then a few weeks later, they're having a virtual offering, which is some recorded content but also some new content. So definitely want to give them some love on that. It, it's a solid program. So definitely check that out too. Yeah, agreed. I, I think we always benefit. Um, we work closely with the Municipal League and both of us have you know, similar goals to try and serve and educate and inform our members and those who want to work with them. So it makes sense that every year we're swapping notes about plans for our summertime events and that sort of thing. So all that is kind of a no-brainer in an ordinary year. I'm sure even more so when the logistics are trickier. So, you know, what, what they're trying to do in the month of June and what we have planned for the month of August may look a bit different because of our different spots on the calendar. But I think, you know, we're, we're, we're coordinating with them and we want both of these events to be successful and helpful for our respective members. Sure. The MAKO Summer Conference, August 18th through the 21st at the Roland Powell Convention Center, of course, in Ocean City, Maryland. Virginia, I know you've also been working very closely with the Convention Center, with Ocean City. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, getting back to an event with thousands of people, the logistics there, how that's played out. I know that things have been sort of fluid there, but talk a little bit about that process and, and what it's been like to, to figure out how to do this safely, but also deliver the stuff that Michael was talking about earlier, that in-person interaction that we know is so important. So it, it's really interesting, right? Because it feels like we're planning two conferences at once, one with the limited attendance numbers and social distancing and one-way exhibitor aisles, and then one where it's a little more like our normal show. We'll still have you know safety protocols in place one way or the other, but we're trying to leave it as flexible as possible so that if there are occasions to kind of flip a switch here or there and make it a little more normal, you know, we can do that if it's looking safe to do that. Our conference planning committee is very involved in this process, which is great. This year it's chaired by MAKO's second vice president and Howard County exec Calvin Ball. 
So at his direction, we're, we're meeting more frequently. We're really kind of going through the changes and the protocols and getting the membership's input and insight every step of the way. And like you mentioned, I'm, I'm in touch with the convention center and the health department and feels like almost daily at this point so that we can just make sure to build these processes together, build these protocols together. So it, it's been a really, really interesting process. I, I guess from the point of view of our listeners who are probably right now working on their calendars, they just heard Kevin drop the dates. And so now they're starting to take a look and say, I got a hold Mako week and so forth. If you're listening to the Mako podcast, that's what you ought to be doing. But for, for their point of view, the best thing to happen is that the Mako staff, along with, you know, like the local health department and our, our, our leaders down in Worcester County, we're the ones, you know, sort of paddling underwater to make sure that things are smooth above board. So we're going to make sure this is a safe and comfortable and responsible environment for this kind of productive exchange that everybody wants. But what we, you know, what we've got right now is we're going to be able to have an in-person Mako summer conference that's going to check an awful lot, if not all of the boxes of the things that we ordinarily want to accomplish in August with all of our friends and counterparts and colleagues. So that's the good news. We're not, we're not unveiling this as this is going to be super scaled back and it's only going to be very, very limited attendance. It looks like we're going to be able to have a real show and every county present and the things like that, that make this the important event that it always is. Yeah, absolutely. So again, the date is August 18th through the 21st, and that is a Wednesday through Saturday. We're at the Roland Powell Convention Center in Ocean City. The theme is resilient, responsive, ready. So, you know, this is a lessons learned opportunity, right? We're, we're going to dive pretty deeply into the local role and responding to this public health crisis. You know, counties being on the front lines for health, but also being there for the community, for public safety, for small business communicating effectively with our residents. And then we're gonna flip that over and look at our role in the recovery. What are our counties currently doing to handle these new challenges? And can those solutions be applied in other counties? But also where where are the gaps? Who are the partners to help fill those gaps? And how can we continue to get Marylanders back on their feet? So we'll have just a lot of really great content along those lines in our workshop and presentation format. I think I think really well well said, Virginia. And so far from what I've seen, we we always um, we always benefit from great ideas that come to us from the professional affiliates under the Mako umbrella. So various uh, various county level leaders, our county engineers and county attorneys and health officers and the like. Uh, they contribute content that become really the backbone of this conference. We try and give them some early steering and with a little bit of nudging in the direction. I mean, maybe this didn't, maybe it wasn't our nudging that, that caused it, but the, the concepts that we're hearing from our professional affiliates and from other stakeholders who have something to contribute to this conference, I think we're going to have a lot of what you just spoke to that okay, we're hopefully on the backside of this crisis. What, what's the next year going to look like? And maybe what does the next 10 years look like? How are things going to be different as we think about doing things more remotely? And, and we've you've got new technology tools and we've got different ways to reach people that might not have been available even two years ago. 
Um, a lot of that is sort of finding a silver lining amidst a difficult and challenging time. But that's something that good leaders sometimes have to do. And we want to be a place where you can talk about that. Absolutely. I mean, this is top of mind for anybody in public service, obviously COVID and looking back, the lessons learned, we still have questions about moving ahead. All of that's going to be top of mind. Virginia, how about the exhibit hall? That's also a big part of our conference. So our our exhibits, we were originally, when we started this process, we were limited to about half of the booth footprint that we normally occupy in the convention center. So we were having to do kind of an every other booth format with 10 feet between each booth. That restriction was lifted. So we are at a full hall now of about 220 booths and we're filling very quickly. We will likely be sold out in a matter of days, not weeks there. So that is very encouraging. Some precautions there in just limiting the number of booth staff per booth so that we can encourage, you know, social distancing. We might have some one-way aisles, things like that. But otherwise, our exhibit hall is really getting a lot of attention and enthusiasm from our participants. Our county exhibits are going to be back in the main hall this year. We've had them upstairs in a different hall for the last couple of years. So we're really, you know, kind of looking forward to pivoting and really showcasing everything we have going on in the exhibit hall in kind of this new format. Uh, The theme of the hall for our decoration and costume contest is the great outdoors. And we really wanted to highlight the role that parks and recreation departments played in helping everyone cope this past year. So opportunities to get outside and enjoy public spaces safely was really a mental as well as a physical boost to a lot of people during the shutdown. So we we definitely wanted to celebrate that. And we're using the exhibit hall as as one of the ways that we're going to shine some light there. I love the idea of, of doing that. And I thought it was a good, a good direction from our conference planning committee from County Executive Ball and his colleagues who are trying to steer the ship that that was a good connection to, to what we've all been through. And I, I think, I suspect millions of Marylanders have in fact benefited directly from recreation opportunities like that, and many of which are being provided through their county. So it's, it's an obvious thing for us to try and spotlight. Uh, but at the same time, it's, uh, you know, it's, it, it's, I mean, we like, we like the theme to be peppy and, 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 you know, and upside and so forth. So I like the idea. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring, you know, a pith helmet and my binoculars and stuff. I'm going to be ready. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this one. It usually takes off pretty well. Our counties do an awesome job of decorating their booths and really getting into the theme. So again, we'll have a costume contest. It, it'll be really great. So it'll, it'll still be fun and peppy. I, I assure you. <laughs> and so, and so besides Michael doing wheelies on his BMX bike, you know, riding through the exhibit hall, Virginia, The exhibitors, I mean, we have everything from you have state agencies, which is a big part of this conference, connecting county officials with all of the state agencies and with state government. And then you have everything from financial services to to lighting for sports fields, right? I mean, this is a a huge opportunity for the vendors to connect with the counties and also for counties to to come up with really cost-effective solutions for providing services in their communities, right? 
Absolutely. I mean, this this is kind of part of our, you know, one-stop shop promise, right? Like that that's one of the things that the Mako Summer Conference has always been. So, you know, where Michael mentioned earlier, you can, you can get a lot done in the line to get coffee. You can also get a lot done in our exhibit halls. You can talk to congressmen, you can talk to state departments, you can talk to nonprofits, you can talk to, you know, the big telecommunications companies. We, we have everyone in the exhibit hall and it's a great chance to get a lot of business done in a short amount of time. So the exhibit hall, of course, it's a huge staple and a huge event for us at the conference. Let's talk a little bit more about some of the special expos and sessions that we're going to have. Virginia, talk a little bit about what's going to happen with the tech expo. That's been a big hit over the past few years. And then any other sort of special sessions that we, we're going to have at this summer conference. Right. So the Tech Expo on Wednesday, we've been doing this for several years now. It is a huge hit. We do this all day Wednesday. We have a separate kind of exhibit show of just technology vendors, but we also do specifically some tech-related content. So, of course, this year we'll be looking at cybersecurity and tech innovations big applications there with so many employers, counties included, you know, having more employees working from home, maybe permanently. So, so this is something that is top of everyone's mind and we'll, we'll really have a ton of focus on that for Wednesday this year. Additionally, we have, you know, some of our traditional offerings like the Academy for Excellence in Local Governance. That's our certificate program that we do with the School of Public Policy at the University of Maryland. So this year, uh, our core offerings from the Academy will be county financial management and consensus and team building. And that schedule was planned out years in advance. But honestly, I don't think I could have chosen two more timely topics to be talking about uh, as part of the Academy at, at this particular conference. Those, those are really key to what we're talking about moving forward. Very much agreed. I, I just wanted to jump in and double down on the value of our tech expo on Wednesday. So the first day of the conference, I'm, I'm a Mako dinosaur and I've been around to, at years where for a lot of people, Wednesday was a travel day and it was, you know, get down, but you show up on Wednesday afternoon or whatnot. But increasingly over the last few years, if you're missing the content on Wednesday morning and afternoon, you're missing some of the highest value content of the whole conference. And we have attracted a whole universe of vendors and participants and speakers that, that are talking about issues that even if you don't work in tech, and even if you're not the IT director or someone who's professionally a tech-inclined person, if you're not thinking about these technology tools that can help your county, help your department, help your employees, you're missing the boat. And we want to plug people in as, as best as we possibly can. So make Tuesday your travel day and be with us on Wednesday. It will totally pay off. The Tech Expo, you know, you have everything from, of course, cybersecurity and a lot of folks working from home. But don't forget, we, we have broadband is a huge issue, public safety technologies, NextGen 911, GIS software, even for HR, applications like that that make things easier and, and programs that can really help county streamline services. So I would agree the Tech Expo is, is a huge hit. And also, Virginia, you mentioned the Academy. I agree more than ever, those two topics, you, could, you couldn't have written a better script a few years ago. So I'm excited to see that play out as well. But, but I, I echo both of your comments about the Tech Expo. It's, it's probably my favorite event at the conference at this point. 
It, it is really great. And it's very hands-on. So, so this is not just, you know, a person standing in front of a background. They're, they're bringing this technology so that you can experience it live right there at the event. You can dive into that software program. You can shake hands with the robot. You know, you, there, there's all kinds of things you can do there to make sure that this technology might be something that would work for you back home. Everybody looks forward to the crab feast. That's sort of the culmination of the Mako Summer Conference. It's it's always a huge event. You have to be there. Talk about the crab feast. Everybody's anxious to know. Will there be a crab feast at the 2021 Mako Summer Conference? So the crab feast is on. It, it is outside, under open-walled tents, fairly spaced out anyway. So this event was a really easy one to kind of fit into the safety protocols currently in place. Uh, the, the governor's executive order yesterday lifted some outdoor dining restrictions. So, you know, I, I have a note over to the health officer now waiting to hear back about, you know, if that would change anything that we already have in place. But really, I, I feel pretty confident that that event is going to feel very close to normal. It, it's still going to be a great open air event. You know, I'm going to get the paperwork in here soon so that we have the gorgeous weather we've been having every year, you know, and, and fingers crossed that event will will be pretty close to normal. And that's I mean, that's the mission that that we take seriously is we want to deliver this event to be as productive and as welcoming as can be. But we're going to start with safety. We're going to pay attention to the leaders and the experts on the ground. And so we'll, we'll do all that we can. But everyone should know that we're thinking this stuff through well in advance. We've got multiple options. We're going to have this event. It's going to be great. It's going to be productive. And you and your family and your colleagues will be safe coming down. That's all of that stuff together is what we're, we're really proud to be able to announce you know, at this point in the year. So Virginia, August 18th through the 21st in Ocean City, we will link to the registration page. Anything special that folks need to know if they want to get on and register right now as they should, because I know that you're you're overwhelmed. Everybody at Mako is overwhelmed with all the attention from exhibitors and from attendees looking to register for the conference. Right. So, you know, we, we kind of mentioned the different safety protocols and changes and different measures that, that we're taking this year. The full list of, of what we're doing is on our website and you can get directly to our summer conference page at www.mdcounties.org backslash MACOCON, M-A-C-O-C-O-N. And so that has all the information you need. It's got the registration link. It has the exhibitor link. It has our list of discounted hotel rates, which the hotels are filling up quickly. So so do book your rooms soon. Uh, And then it also has, you know, all the ways to register and all the different information that you need uh, that, you know, will help you understand exactly what precautions we're taking this year. So, and you mentioned Hotels Virginia, they are filling up fast, right? I want to point that out again. People should get on that immediately if if they're going to do so. And we will link again to our website and that has some hotel information, but that's super important at this point, right? It is, yes. One more good thing. I don't know if anybody on here is a big fan of the cicadas, but apparently... There will is not that a be thing, any being a fan of cicadas. I mean, I mean, I, I have a a, a weird uh, and abiding interest in the cicadas, but I'm not. Right. I'm not sure I would count myself as a fan. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe there are fans. <laughs> I don't know, Virginia. Are you a fan of cicadas? I I am not a fan of cicadas, and and my daughter is very much not a fan of bugs in general. So so we're doing a lot of prep work for for the cicadas. <laughs> 
Well, well, the good news is, is apparently an ingenious move by the town of Ocean City. There won't be cicadas at the beach, right? At least that's what I understand. So if you're looking to get away, because we know they're coming out of the ground soon, you got to get down to the Mako Summer Conference, which will be, I believe, officially cicada-free. I guess it's because of the ocean. Is that right, Virginia? Maybe you were telling me about that. It's the sandy soil. I saw a statement that came out today that said Ocean City is officially a cicada-free zone, and it is largely due to their sandy soil. But the cicadas aren't interested in that. So uh, another. So if you needed another reason to to get down to the beach with your family and, and enjoy some fun time in Ocean City, you have one now. There won't be cicadas there, so that might be a nice reprieve for people as we get into summertime. And I think that was a pretty smooth move by Ocean City to point out that they won't have the cicadas, all the buzz down there, <laughs> and you can get away. I think it's clever, but um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, the 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 whole business of we're like monitoring the temperature of the soil and pre- trying to predict exactly what day we're going to start seeing cicadas routinely around and so forth. I'm I'm fascinated by the whole thing, and I still don't really understand how the bugs can figure out this 17 years is the perfect time period to, to hang out underground. I, I don't really, I have, I've failed at trying to explain this to, to my own kids. I'm, you know, I can, I can help them with trig homework, but then it turns into seven years circadian cycles, and I can't, I can't even do that, so... <laughs> Get down to the beach, avoid it if you can. Virginia, any closing thoughts on the 2021 Mako Summer Conference before we wrap up today? I don't think so. I mean, I think we, we've covered a lot today. And as Michael said, you know, the main thing we're, we're really proud to bring everyone is all of the value, all of the connections around this conference, but in a really safe, really thoughtful way so that we can have all of this value, do all of this together and feel good about it, feel safe, and know that it's been done responsibly. Well said. Very well said. We'll leave it there again, 18th through the 21st of August in Ocean City at the Roland Powell Convention Center. We will link all of the information that you'll need to register for the conference, information on hotels, etc. And then, of course, once we have our official program, you'll find that on the Conduit Street blog as well. You can always follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and then, of course, the Conduit Street blog. But for Virginia White and Michael Sanderson, this is Kevin Canale signing off, and we will talk to you soon.